And we are live. Decentral Gamers, what is going on today? Welcome to the Decentral Gamer Podcast, episode number four. Today, we have the main man, Mr. P. Dub. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, thank, you, thank you, Ben, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You're the man. Um, you know, this is going to be such an interesting episode. We were chatting a little bit beforehand. Um, you actually aren't even a poker player. But you're building out, um, you know, your your whole uh, your whole ecosystem here, and and um, you know, you're really like building a guild. Um, and so, right. you know, really excited to dive into how you're doing it, how you got started, and your story. Um, so let's actually jump in. I would love to hear really first how you got into crypto, mm-hmm. um, and and really what your story is there, and then then we'll dive into the um, the DG uh, specific after that. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'll go back to 2009 after graduating college. That's when Bitcoin came out. So um, I did some research on it. I saw it was a pretty cool thing. Um, the only thing that kept me away at the time was just the process to get Bitcoin. You had to um, send money, you have to call a number, you have to send money to, through, tele, through uh, one of those money services at the grocery store. And then the you have to depend on that other person to send you the Bitcoin. So I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So about two years later after that, I had a good friend of mine I grew up with. He was into Ethereum and Bitcoin and brought up again. And I had, this is like when Bitcoin was around five, $600. I had collected, like I say collected, about 10 Bitcoin. And then, you know, Bitcoin at the time was up, down, up, down. And my nerves couldn't take it <laughs> at the time. And then like a week, um, I would say about a, got rid of those 10 Bitcoin. And then that's when the boom occurred a year and a half later, where it went to like 20,000. And then I just shook my head um, at that whole time. Like, why did I do this? Why did I um, um, not take the opportunity to to keep those Bitcoin? Uh, Excuse me. Let me, I'm going to... One second. I want to sign out of Discord. I thought I did. Yeah, that's that's such a it's such a nerve wracker, and there's no way to really know, you know, when you're back then, and it goes yep. from like, you know, a couple pennies to a couple hundred dollars, and you're like, oh my god, how much work right. can this even go up? And, and then after that, I would somewhat dive into Bitcoin, like hundred dollars here, hundred dollars there, and. I would always lose money. So I'd say, forget this. I'm done with it. And then um, I saw a movie called Ready Player One in 2018. And I was like, man, this is interesting. This the metaverse. And, and I kind of knew about Decentraland. Like it was getting built at the time. And so I put two and two together. And I was like, oh, this is what Decentraland is trying to be like. So that's when I started to do research on Decentraland in 2019. And just pretty much start following you people on YouTube, following Twitter, um, following their Discord channel. And I pretty much, I saw how Ready by Decentraland was like Ready Player One. And I was like, I've, Ready Player One's a cool movie, but this Decentraland thing, this is it. And so that's when I started to invest in Decentraland, network with people. Um, there's a, a company called, a group of guys called MetaZone based in Houston. Pretty much, they would they'll create revenue generating metas. They're called metas that you can put on your land at Decentraland. And I started to dive into that with different various games. Start to buy some land here and there. Um, and then 
around 2020, that's when I started to notice DG and their casinos. Now, since I'm based in the States, I can't participate, but they had free games that you could participate in and, and play and, and win stuff from those games. So that's when I, uh, I knew DG, it was big at the time, but where it is right now, I would have never known. Like, I thought to where DG is in 2000, you know, February 1st, 2022, I thought they'd be like that not until, like, 2024. So I'll give props to the DG team. They're really, like, creating – they are right now the Ready Player One of the Metaverse. It's like – it's them. They're, like, the lone shark in it. And I believe that – and that's why I'm, I've, I've known about them. And, and it took me a while to really um, believe in the ice poker – uh, once I find out that I could um, um, have my own guild and run a, and, and manage people, then that's what caught my attention. Um, because I see DG uh, and Ice Poker as gamified DeFi. Um, and and what, when I say that, I mean that, you know, DeFi, you know, there's a pool. There's like all this percentage of yield you can get. You know, you get in early, you're good. If you get in late, you're not good. So most DeFi pools, as you know, the, the rewards start to shrink the more people that get in. But with Ice Poker, um, there's strategy to it. Um, not everyone can get a wearable. You have to be lucky to mint one or get one from the secondary market. You can control um, the players and kind of manage them how they play. So it's not like everyone's jumping into a DeFi, to an LP, a pool, and yielding, and then the yields get low. You know, they just disappear. With gamified DeFi, there's more control, and you have more participation than rather just putting your money in the, in the farm and just waiting for rewards. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So let's talk through a little bit when you notice the opportunity and how you started to think about oh, I'm going to start getting into this because you're not a poker player, mm -hmm. um, but you wanted to be involved with it. And so you kind of saw the management side as being your vehicle to participate. But mm -hmm. how did you really think about it? Like, do you come from a management background? Um, are you, is that just kind of what made the most sense to you? Like take us through the steps of your thought process to arrive at that point. Okay. So, you know, when I, before I like, even invest in a project, I look at OpenSea. OpenSea, their activity tracker, it lets you know how much, how many wearables are being sold, who's buying them. So I found one guy, he's one of my partners uh, in, our, in this private ice poker channel, Ben One. He just went ham on OpenSea. Like he bought like 20, like 10 to 20 wearables at once. And so I hit him up and I was like, man, I saw the wearables you purchased. Like, do you believe in the project? And, um, Ben one he was like, yeah, I, I believe it. So that was a sign like, okay, if I buy a bunch of uh, wearables, I'm not the only person doing this. And this is a real person I'm talking to on Discord that's giving me feedback on why he's doing it. And so we're talking and at the same time, I'm buying my own wearables. Um, and, and that's something that in my real, my personal job, I'm trying to become a, a manager. So this is giving me the opportunity to really just start on that process. And, and I've learned a lot from it too. So this is something that I want to do um, in, in, in real life. And, and, and also, I've also researched being like an eSports gaming manager uh, because I find like that position would be pretty cool. With COVID, you know, I just can't, you know, you can't be around a lot of people. But 
Well, this, I mean, is limitless. You know, I could start being a guild manager for DG and Ice Poker. If there's other games that have that that take guilds, I could be managers for them. Uh, but I think uh, right now, uh, Ice Poker is like the biggest game out there, and being a manager is a big thing because I'm getting I'm getting in early, and so once I get into like a hundred thousand daily average users. And there's just guilds everywhere. I can be like, hey, I was the first one. Um, I have, you know, if you need help with, with building your guild, you know, I have experience. You know, I can see the trends of players and what works and what doesn't work. Uh, but just, you know, a mixture of wanting to be a manager in my, my own personal life and then just wanting to be an esports manager in the past. Love that. That's so, uh, that's one of the best parts of, just the metaverse in general too, which I'm extremely bullish on, you know, the, we have the ready player one vision and now we're starting to see it in real life, like you were saying, but it gives us all an opportunity to do the things we really want to do, which is, which is so powerful. So as, as you then see the opportunity, how did you first get into the, uh, like, how did you first get your wearables? Did you buy them on the secondary? Did you mint? Like, how did that whole process yeah. go? Majority of my wearables, I got them pretty early. They were about, about 0.9 to 1 ETH. So I was re- fortunately really early. This is like middle of December, end of December. I've minted like one or two wearables, but majority of my wearables I have uh, bought on the secondary, especially the level five wearables. Um, you can check the properties. You can t- see what type of... Uh, out of all their outfits, they have different outfits. And then so you can see the properties to see what the ice bonus is. So the highest ice bonus is 45%. So at the time, you know, when when they, before the, the, the game was growing, but before it blew up, you can get a 44, 45% uh, wearable for like one E. And so it was kind of like me competing with my, uh, my, uh, my um, private ice channel leader uh, we're just like, hey, you got this one. Oh, I'm going to get this one. You got this one. So we were really fortunate to get in early um, the, the wearables for our guilds. I love that. I love that. So you were coming in from the investor side, grabbing as many wearables as you could, and then it seems like you're then delegating out to other players and you're managing them and, and helping them be uh, as good of players as they possibly can be. Is that kind of the strat? Right. Yep. Perfect. So let's talk about just from a a managerial perspective, like how are you really setting up your system? Like how are you finding players? How are you like training them up, coaching them? And then how are you um, helping them to continue on and and just do this better and, and be as good of a manager as you can be and they can be? So there are two ways right now I'm, I'm finding players. One is just po- private uh, ice channel where we have a boot camp every two weeks. Um, though people will fill out an application. If they get picked, they're part of the boot camp. Right now, I have seven tra- trainees that are going through it. The whole class has about 30. So we'll, we'll work with them for about two weeks. The first week is for them to familiarize themselves with uh, ice poker. And then the second week is for them to compete and, you know, pretty much we're not looking at just the ice earnings, but we're looking at the consistency as well. The second way I find um, delegates is through that d- the Discord for DG. Uh, there's a way where people can post who they are. You can DM them directly. 
And then, you know, hey, I have a level one wearable. Do you want to try it out? And, you know, give me your wallet address and I'll delegate it to them. What I do um, pretty much just holistically is for level one wearables, um, I look to see, hey, are they finishing all their um, their tasks? Because they finish their tasks, I get the XP. And then second, with that type of wearable, how do they rank against all the other people that have that same wearable? Uh, so, for example, if someone is getting like 80 ice per day with a level one wearable, they're 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 borderline. If they're getting like 49 ice per with a level one wearable, then they're not going to last very long. Now, if they get in the 120 130 range of a level one wearable and are consistent, then that's someone that you want to stay with, stay working with them because you can you can see that. If they're doing that with that certain wearable, then you give them a higher, an even higher wearable, and they're going to get more return back um, on your investment. So pretty much what I like to tell my um, delegates is every, you know, we'll work together. Um, you know, I'll follow up with you every two days or every three days. And and what I do, I, uh, DG has a delegation dashboard, and I also have, have Excel, so I can like use Excel to put their, their wallet address in there, put their name, and I can just go back and forth easily and just input numbers on how they did. Um, so, you know, I'll see how they do like every two days or every three days. And then I'll like take a snap, I'll use snipping tool and take a snapshot and send it to them and tell them, hey, hey, congrats, you know, you're doing an awesome job, keep it up. Um, if they're doing borderline, hey, you know, good job, but let's let's try to do a goal for this number of ice per day. And then um, if they're not doing well, then it's kind of like um, what I tell them. I'm like, hey, you know, we need to turn around quickly. <laughs> it's you know, these are your numbers. This is what everyone else is doing. And and I'm not. I know some people I've seen in Discord where they'll give people like one or two days, or if they like they fall below a certain percentage. They'll cut them, but I like to give people some time. So if they're not doing well, I'll give them about three more days. They'll let them to give a chance. They may have a bad day, uh, but if it's something that's consistent that they're not doing well, then I'll have to let them go and, and give it to somebody else. But Snip, snip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything. Like I think of it like a garden. I mean, if you're if everything's blooming and growing – then everything's good. But the second that there's a, a bud that's starting to die off, like mm -hmm. you got to snip that because it's harmful to the rest of the plant. And the right. sooner you snip, the sooner it can regrow and, and, and bloom again. That's exactly uh, kind of how, how I envision it. But when you're seeing the folks that are, let's say the level one wearable um, and you gave us the ranges, what are the ones that are getting into the 120s, 130s doing that the others are not? I would say more people, since I don't know how to play poker, what they tell me is that the people that don't do well, they're taking higher risk. Mm -hmm. And when they're playing the game, the people that do well, they usually finish all the tasks and they're very patient. Um, that, that's what I just learned. So it's either you rush and you just don't care and you do bad or you take your time, um, strategize, um, learn, you know, you know, take poker look at poker websites, get classes in our trade in our private channel. We have a training um, channel to where people can give each other's um, strategies that they have. So I think it's more of like a, a taking your, <coughs> excuse me, taking your time um, and playing the game. 
Um, maybe when I learn how to play poker one day, I'll figure it out. <laughs> but I'm just going off what they're telling me at this time. That's fascinating. So it's the ones that it seems like take it more seriously, hone their craft, right. and and actually like play the game and, and mitigate risk and take it seriously. Right. And they may have someone else that they referred me to. Like they may have, ref I may have referred by someone else that will work with them too. Um, you'll find some people that they see play to earn and, you know, they, you know, money signs and there's a lot of social media chatter. You know, it could be me that has no, I no background experience in playing poker and tell someone, Hey, I'm a pro. I've been doing this since I was 10 years old, you know, believe in me. And I get a wearable delegated to me and then I start playing and I just bomb it. Because I have, I have no, you know, no one to teach me what to do. So it's more of like as a, as a manager, it's a lot of trial and error, I would say. What I've learned in the past month and a half um, is a lot of knowledge that maybe someone that is wants to start their own guild, um, you know, they don't have that same knowledge, but they'll have to go. You're, it's something you have to figure out uh, through trials and tribulations. Um, but I think getting in early is great because I don't see this game going anywhere anytime soon especially right. for the metaverse. That's right. It's only going to get better. So if, if you're thinking about, that's how you're thinking about getting new players, you're looking in, in discords, going through a boot camp, and then once you've decided, okay, this looks like a good player, I want to mm -hmm. go with them, what happens from there? Um, so I either have level one wearables or level five wearables. I have about uh, 15 level... Um, level five wearables, which is the highest type of wearable, and I have nine level one wearables. So with me, you're going straight. If I feel like you 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 know you did well for level one wearable out of the nine people, then you're going straight to level five. And there may be somebody with a level five wearable that isn't doing well, and so I tell them, hey, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to give another person an opportunity with this wearable. We can still stay in contact. So, look, you know, they have no other choice but to understand at that time. Um, but yeah, I throw them right into the fire and then just let, you know, it's kind of like a sink or swim thing. And out of my 15 level five wearables, I have about six or seven people who are consistent. So um, as a game grows, um, and as more players, there's going to be more competition. It's going to be tougher. It's just that you got to keep a steady stream of players ready. Um, because if, if, if I didn't have this boot camp or if there was no way to find new players, consistently on DG's Discord, then I'd be in trouble. Um, because you may have someone that just stops playing the game and you know they just like, oh I'm tired of this, I'm gonna go play another play to earn play to earn game, then you're in trouble. So yeah, you're going straight into the fire with me. You're getting straight to level five. Um and and if you do well, hey, that's more money for you, more money for me. Uh, but if it's just I've had one player it's just too much pressure on them. And I told him, I was like, you did well in the boot camp. What happened? You know, is it too much pressure on you? And, you know, and sometimes it is, and they just can't handle it. Because I'm, like, moving them straight from the regular wearable to the best wearable overnight. <laughs> and they're like, it's game time. <laughs> it's yeah. game time. I tell them, hey, the stakes are higher. It's time to go. Let's get it. And I'll give, if, you know, if they're not doing well, I'll give them, like, a week and just tell them, hey, you know, I gave you the opportunity and, you know, maybe next time. Totally. Yeah, that's a that's a really um, a really good system, I think. So when you then have them up and running, 
Um, are you giving them like continuing education, more training, or is it now just, okay, you just need to execute on a day to day. If you do, we're good. If not, we need to talk. If it can, if you don't fix it, then we got to do something else. Yeah. I try to be motivational. You know, the GM, I guess that's the metaverse is good morning, I guess. So we do the GM. Hey, how you doing? How's your day? A lot of times they'll ask me how my day is going. Um, and I try, if they're not doing well, they'll let me know. Hey, hey, manager, today was a bad day. And I'll ask them, hey, what happened? And then they'll let me know. A lot of times it's something poker related. So I just see it. I'm like, hey, you know, let's try again tomorrow. Let's be positive. And, and you know, a lot of these players, there may be some in the States, but majority of them are from like Southeast Asia or Europe. So when they respond to me, I can tell that their the English is a little off. Uh, when it, so I, I try to keep it simple. I try to keep it simple in my responses so that they can understand it. Um, and, and so, yeah, just motiv motivation to them, uh, what I can type to get them motivated and, and say, hey, if you did bad today, you know, try again tomorrow. Um, and, and that's pretty much what I tell them when, I, when they first get with me is if you have a bad day, just make up for it tomorrow to the best of your, your, your uh, ability. Totally. That makes sense. So just from um, kind of an earnings perspective, you know, being a, a guild manager and having your own wearables, what do you really expect as far as like how much you're able to earn per, mm -hmm. you know, per level one, per level five per day? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and what are your, like, how do you think, how do you kind of make sure that that stays on track? And I know we talked about a few ways, but I really just want to hone in on like mm -hmm. maximizing your earnings. So with the dele the delegation dashboard that came out a couple of weeks ago, that was a game changer because before you're having to take that player, put their wallet address in polygon.scan.com polygon scan .com, and then look to see what they've um, claimed. And then they send you screenshots too. So majority of the time, I mean, a lot of managers can speak for this. They're going to send you a screenshot doesn't matter that doesn't match up to their wallet address. So you're kind, of, you know, they'll say, "Hey, manager, I did well today. Here's my screenshot." So I'd be like, "Okay, you did well." And then DG released the delegation dashboard, and then everything changed. So I had to like tell players like, "Hey, you weren't telling the truth. Unfortunately, you got to go." And then the, the delegation dashboard, you can see who's doing well and who isn't. Um, as for ice earnings, um, I know DG, they're doing updates to the game. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are cheating. So, um, I'm trying right now. I, I really won't know, you know, what I can, what the potential I can get for ice, um, daily until they fix some things within the game. I, I believe they have, um, seed assignments coming up. So that's going to help out too, uh, where I'll know exactly if a player is playing with someone that they know and compared to them playing by themselves, I'll get to see how really good they are. Um, right now, I'm tinkering around about 5,000 ice per day um, with with uh, 24 wearables. And, you know, it, it, it goes up, it goes down. But as long as I can stay around that range with what I have right now, I'm pretty satisfied. I, I would take more because um, because ice, you know, the price of ice right now today is like 11 cents. Uh, but, you know, like any decentralized coin, it can go up, down. 
So the limits are, you know, there's no really limits on how high it can go. But that's why I try to, you know, I, I try, I look at it holistically. That's the first thing I look at at, at reset time is how much total ice that I get that day. And if it's a number where it was like close to yesterday or the day before, I'm fine. If the, if the number is not even close and it's way down, I got to go and look at other players and say, who, you know, who's not, um, who's slacking. You know who's not holding her weight, and then at that time, that's when I have to make uh, think about making adjustments. That makes a lot of sense. Well, this has been this has been fascinating so far. So, just kind of like from the perspective of a lot of players are trying to gain upward mobility, where mm -hmm. they're players, or they may be looking for their first delegation, or maybe trying to mint their first wearable, or thinking about purchasing uh, one on the secondary market. How, what would you tell them as far as like how to approach it to maximize their earnings and to really like make the most of it at this stage of the DG life cycle? Oh, yeah. I mean, all my delegates, I tell them, um, save your ice, um, build your own guild. Um, I always have, when there's a new mint, like there's a new mint. I think there's a mint going on right now today. Um, I've had a couple of my players say, hey, hey, manager, good luck admitting a wearable. Are, are you going to get one? And I've been, Tell them the last two minutes, like I'm not buying any more wearables. Like I tell, I told one person today, I said, "Hey, it's time for you to mint a wearable. As much ice as you've made from my wearables, you can buy your own wearable and go and start your own guild." So, I think that's the um, the best way to look at the game for the last for the longevity of ice poker is players using their earnings and investing in minting their own wearable, so that they'll have my wearable. And then if they want to, you know, they can play my wearable. And then once they're done with my task, they can use their own wearable or delegate their own wearable to someone else. Because um, the more people that are playing the game and the more people that know about the game, the bigger the ecosystem will be. And the bigger and the better that the game will be. So I'm a strong believer in having um, my players start their own guild. Even though I got a head start on it, um, there's the game still still young, you know. There's still a lot of growth to go in the game, and so yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. Absolutely. So it seems like the game plan is, if you have the capital up front, try to mint your try your very best to mint and try to snap up as many um, wearables as you can. If you don't have the capital, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, do your best to be a good player and get delegated to and then save, save, save. So you can then eventually mint your own and uh, start your own guilds and then uh, really expand from there. It doesn't right. seem that complicated. It seems like it's no. a pretty rinse and repeat type of system. Yeah. Yeah. It is a pretty rinse, rinse and repeat type of system. Um, you know, it's just, I'm sure DG, they're going to um, put some more incentives to, to the game to where players will attempt to start their own guild because most players now are just talking to their friends and family and saying hey i'm making all this money and then they're like jumping on the bandwagon and getting delegated to and and taking their ice earnings and just converting into usd every day which is fine if you need it but if if, if this player wants to you know have a long career in ice poker and make their own money from it and build their own guild, they need to look more into they need to look more into saving ice rather than spending the ice and, and creating the USD. So 
Um, just looking at DG's uh, weekly newsletters and looking at the Discord, I'm sure they'll figure it out, and I'm sure they know that you know they can add more incentives to where players can start to uh, mint their own wearables and and make them do that. Totally. Well, I think the whole goal is like people have the ability to really start building some passive income by building guilds and mm -hmm. working with other players and the opportunity that you had as a player then gets passed on to the next generation of players and everybody has the ability to really build up build up mm -hmm. unless you're shooting yourself in the foot by trying to sell it off immediately because right it's not that's not really a long-term view that's a very short-term view and it may be a little bit more difficult in the beginning like if you're hurting but I would really encourage everybody, like, as much as you possibly can, save, save, save. And and then eventually, you know, build your own, mint your own wearables, build your own guild, and then just keep going from there. Because that is really where you can start to, to make some seriously powerful earnings there. Right. And that's where you'll really change your life. But you have to be disciplined in the beginning. Yeah, because, I mean, if I would have never jumped on the bandwagon back in December where you can get a level 5 werewolf for, like, 1.2 ice or something like, or 1.2 ETH, where now those little, a level 5 minimum on the floor is, like, 4.5 to 5 ETH. So, in no telling what it could be when we have 100,000 daily average users at the end of the year. So I think people should jump on it. Even if you're not, if you're watching this, even if you're not a player or a manager, um, this is a time to jump on it now before it really blows up because these wearables, you know, you know how NFTs and the NFT world is, there's no cap, you know, it's whatever the market, the, the demand is for it. So um, I think the floor for NFT for wearables is like um, two, two ETH at that. But if too much from now, it could be four ETH. And then you lost the opportunity where are paying two more ETH when you should have got in now. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of opportunities that could be missed now. And I think this is a perfect opportunity, um, especially with the metaverse. You know, Facebook changing their name to Meta, um, Microsoft getting into it, um, Walmart getting into it. Um, like I said, it's not going anywhere. That's right. That's right. We're only going to go up from here, regardless of any sort of super short term fluctuations like gaming is here to stay. Crypto is here to stay. The metaverse is the end game of the Internet and the Internet's the end game of humanity. So if you think about it, like right now we're on the ground floor of where the whole world is going. And so we have the chance right now to get in. It's the best time. But we can't miss it. We can't can't delay. Right. And and what the the piggyback what you said. I mean, was the market was crashing the last two weeks pretty much, and people are still playing DG poker. I mean, ice poker. It, it that's the thing about game. Before Bitcoin, what was there? Video games. Everyone's played video games. So the the price of crypto can go up, go down, can crash. People are still going to play the game. So that's why I'm such a firm believer in the metaverse and gamify DeFi is because if people like doing something and enjoy it, they're not going to think about the technical 
oh my gosh, ICE, the token dropped 50% today, which you don't want that to happen. But if they still enjoy the game, they're still going to play it. That's right. That's right. And poker's been around for... Right. I don't even oh. know. Forever. <laughs> Forever. So you got the best of all. You got poker and video games. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I'll give it to the, the DG team. The way that the whole game is built, I know they have the white paper and everything, but whoever thought about that, oh, I mean, I don't know if there's something that the team thought about just overnight, but the way they designed the game and where and where it was and how it is now, I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, they're geniuses for this. You're right. You're right. And um, it's really rare that not only do you get folks who can put together something like this, but to then be able to keep it going and to keep it growing and to be always engaging in the community and to be super transparent about everything. Right, right. I mean, it's a, it's, yeah, it's magical. That's one of the things I like about um, the DG and the way they're treating ice poker. Everything is open. You know, they have a DG treasury. They have a weekly newsletter. Um, they communicate with you on Discord and on Twitter. Everything is transparent. And I don't know what other play to earn game can you find that? You know, DeFi, most of these DeFi farms, you're not going to be transparent. Right. <laughs> but but um, as for the way, that's why I'm a, I like the game and I, and I pretty much invested in it is because the way that they're transparent and you can see everything that they're, what they're doing. So I, I believe um, Ice Poker is going to be like the, the you know, the uh, blueprint for other play-to-earn games, not only in Decentraland, but other metaverses. They're going to see what worked and try to copy it, which is fine. You know, they may tweak it here or there. And, and you know, I, I kind of give it to DG. I'm sure they looked at Axie Infinity and, and saw what happened over there and, and most likely said to themselves, we're not going to try to do that. <laughs> um, so I'm happy about that. Absolutely. Well... I want to, uh, you know, I want to start wrapping up here. Um, but this has been, uh, this has been awesome. P dub, you know, I just want to thank you so much for your time so far. Um, you know, if, if you could leave us with, uh, with, you know, one or two last thoughts, words of wisdom, nuggets of hopium, uh, what would that be? I would say, um, get a hardware wallet. I've been hacked. Anybody can get hacked. You know, you always hear like, Oh, you have an iPhone. Apple can't get hacked. Nope. If you have valuable assets, especially these ICE wearables, make sure you put them on a hardware wallet. Me getting hacked was the best thing to happen to me in the cryptoverse because that taught me to put everything on a hard wallet. Um, second thing is, I mean, tell your friends and family that Decentraland and the metaverse is here. Um, not having to wait until 2024, 2025 when Facebook is going to like have their whole meta thing. No, no, it's right now. You just have to go find it, and it's in Decentraland with Ice Poker. Um, so those are my two. Yeah. The main thing is, hey, security is important for your NFTs. Get a heart wallet, Ledger, um, Trezor, I think is the other one, but Ledger is a popular one. Absolutely. Well, P-Dub, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. And uh, to everybody watching and listening, y'all are the best. This is uh, you know, the, the community 
It's really what makes us strong here. So I want to thank you all for being part of the DG community and for being totally badass decentral gamers. And I'll see you all on the next episode. Take care.